Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 299, or 300 minus 1. I'm coming to you on Saturday morning because Friday night got a little too late to record. And actually, as I will share with you here in a moment, Friday night became Saturday morning, and it definitely was too late to record. So here I am on Saturday morning, late Saturday morning, before my day really gets rolling, and I wanted to spend a few minutes telling you about how yesterday I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And as always, if you are a regular listener, welcome back. Grateful that you are here. And if you're a new listener, thanks for finding me, and I hope you'll come back after today. So yesterday, Friday, I thought that I had a pretty clear God presence moment, or GPM, as I like to call them. And that God presence moment was going to be what I was teaching to my students in freshman religion. And it had to do with uh, a book that's been on my shelf for a while. And I got to be honest, I haven't really read all of it. But it is now on the top of my actually pretty long to read list. And uh, it's by one of my favorite authors, Father Richard Rohr. And in it, the title is The Divine Dance, and it's about the Trinity. And in this book, Father Richard talks about how one of the earliest images of the Trinity, and this goes all the way back to the church fathers, especially the Greek Eastern church fathers, the image of the Trinity was not something static, but something tremendously dynamic, which is dance. And not that God is the divine dancer. God is the divine dance, hence the title of the book. So I was teaching my students about this and showed them a video from Father Richard, and it seemed like there was interest, and it seemed like maybe a few eyes were open and hearts and souls touched by a very traditional and, quite frankly, orthodox way of understanding the Trinity that is, I think, very relevant and life-giving to our 21st century and the needs that we have here in the first part of, our tw- of the 21st century. So that was going to be my God presence moment. I was going to expand on that. And I imagine I probably will come back to that as I read more of this book and kind of um, process it a bit. I, I'm, I'm sure I will um, have more to say about it. That is until this evening, or yesterday evening, when I had a couple other things that one was a runner-up, another runner-up, I guess, for a God presence moment, and that was working at the winery on Halloween. It was live music and costumes and seeing the previous owner come back and getting to see him and his wife. I haven't seen them for quite a while, and you know, it was nice to connect and, and see some other familiar faces and It was a good evening. I enjoyed it. But that was really just warm-up also to what would dominate the rest of the evening and into the early morning of Saturday, today. And that was, of course, Game 3 of the World Series. Now, I haven't talked yet about the World Series. And it's kind of funny because one of my um, top listeners, a GFOP, a good friend of the pod, um who is um, my dad and my mom too. Got to give my mom credit as well. 
Um, they listen all the time, so a shout out to them. And uh, my dad, a couple week week or so ago, when Boston was, you know, rolling through the playoffs, he asked me uh, by text, "Well, are, are you going to talk about, um, you know, Boston in the World Series as a God presence moment?" And I said, "Well, you know, I not yet." And um, I said, "I'll know when the time comes to do that." And yesterday and today, the time has come. So, just a quick little bit of background. I am a huge Boston Red Sox fan. In fact. They are, I would have to say, my top team right now. Um, I'm a Giants fan, San Francisco Giants. They are my top NL team. Red Sox are in the AL, so I can say that they're definitely my top AL team. But I have other teams from places where I've lived, Pirates, the Astros, and a few, couple more. Um, Oakland A's, certainly. Um, and I, I have to say also, aside from soccer, um, baseball is my favorite sport never been good at it. I've been on softball teams as an adult and, you know, I've had some fun and done okay. But baseball is definitely my top main line professional sport. I, I just enjoy the game listening to it or watching it or going to it. And I follow it probably more closely than, than any other sport, soccer included. So it has just been tremendously exciting for me to see the Red Sox and to do, see them do what they have done um, I remember so clearly 2004 when they finally won their first World Series, and that was just incredible. And so lots and lots of memories and, and good feelings about Boston. And if you've been following the World Series, Boston had, had took a very dominant hold on the series, winning two games in Boston um, last week. So yesterday was game three, pivotal game for the Dodgers out in Los Angeles. Because a statistic they flashed on the screen is that no team has gone three games down in the World Series and has come back to win, which is absolutely, absolutely incredible. And actually very few even avoided being swept. I think 27 times they said teams have gone down 3 nothing, and zero of them have come back to win. So game three is a pivotal game if you're down two games to nothing, like the Dodgers were. So the game was a battle in a pitcher's duel, and the Dodgers starting pitcher, who I forget his name, did amazing. He set some records in, in what he did. The Red Sox hung with him. The Red Sox stayed right there, and the Dodgers were only up one to nothing as the game was nearing what would normally be the end of the game. Well, the Red Sox got a home run and tied it up, 1-1, and I think it was still 1-1 when they were moving into extra innings ninth inning was the not the end of the game the 10th inning and the 11th and so forth well if you saw the line score you know how this ends so i won't drag that out turns out the dodgers win it in 18 i believe innings i'll have to double check i think it was 18 18 innings on a home run bottom of the 18th walk-off home run hugely exciting uh, moment. So here's where the God presence moment is. I stayed up to watch the end. Now, I didn't fully stay up, meaning I wasn't conscious the whole time because I was dozing on the couch at times. In fact, I was dozing at the very end when the um, actual home run was hit. Um, and for some reason, I, I guess the TV sound went up and I woke up um, as the um, well, I guess it was after the Dodger had circled the bases, but as they were still showing the um, the replay. And um, 
So I missed, I missed the end, but I watched lots of the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, I think even the 15th, but it wasn't until it was getting later and later that I, um, I started dozing and, um, it was getting late and it, you know, you get to that point, I think where if you're really into a sporting event, you, you sort of figure like, Hey, I've invested this much of my attention. I really don't want to go to bed and just wake up in the morning and see the score. I really want, you know, it's going to wrap up the next inning. It's going to be done. It's going to be done. I know they're going to break through Well, that was my thought. And I kept staying up and up and up and it was one o'clock and then two o'clock and somewhere between two and three was, I think when I started dozing, but the game ended on Boston time, Columbus, Ohio, where I live, East Coast time, at 3.35 or 3.40-ish in the morning. Unbelievable. And again, like I said, I saw the very end of that um, and was happy at least that I could see that. Glad the game was over, crawled into bed, and um, slept in today, which was nice, at least, that I could do that. So, um, God presence moment. I, I again. I just think baseball is just wrapped in God's presence. I God doesn't discriminate. God isn't a sports fan over this or that. But I, I do think that certain sports are more. I don't like to use the word holy, but are more um, conducive. I think to goodness and kindness and grace. And one of the things about baseball is you know uh, it, the relative lack of violence and the the tradition and the statistics that are kept and and just the way the game has been played for so very long. And it's really not that different today than it was back 102 years ago, the last time the Red Sox and the Dodgers played. So to have an epic longest World Series game ever, a game like last night and this morning, is not surprising because these are two of the oldest teams in the um, Uh, Major League Baseball playing in actually two of the three oldest stadiums. Fenway is the oldest and Dodger Stadium, which was built in 1952. Big difference between 1912, but when when Fenway was built. But nevertheless, it was uh, they're both classic teams, classic stadiums and um, a heck of a lot of fun to watch. So I close with these questions. Um, Baseball, how are you with it? Are you a fan? Do you think it's too slow, too boring, too dated? And um, where did you experience God's presence in an activity, a sport, or just something playful? Where did you experience God's presence recently in times like that? So as always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.